And welcome to week nine of Betting for Beginners. I'm your host, Nicholas Hobbs, here in the studio solo. It is Saturday, November 2nd. I wanted to bring you guys some NFL picks for the week, go over a couple different things, and just reach out to everybody. Didn't want to miss you guys. Uh, last night, I actually went to Tropicana, Evansville, which is about 45 minutes from my location in Owensboro, Kentucky, where they've recently opened up a sports book. And they actually, um, I stumbled upon this, where we did the initial uh, episodes of how to bet, what to bet, all those things. I've actually never seen these before, maybe because I haven't looked for them, maybe because anytime I've been in Las Vegas, they actually, um, you know, assume they, you know, what you're doing or what you're betting. But it's actually a really helpful manual um, that has maybe, you know, 10, 12 pages of where it's just breaking down everything every sport, every kind of thing. So, you know, my advice to you would be if you ever find yourself at this specific sports book or any of the newer sports books that have opened or if they've been open for a while, look for a resource like this if you're really unsure of something, if you're not sure of how you want to bet, or if, if you just want to have something to have handy just to make sure you know what you're doing. Um, you know, it, it's really, really helpful, I think, right here. I know, of course, all this stuff. But it's actually a really neat resource, and this is kind of what we want to bring to you in the show, is things this way, and I think it's great that they do have this resource available to you. Like I said, unfortunately, I'm in the studio by myself. Schedules do conflict. People are busy, and unfortunately, Preston couldn't make it with us this week. But football doesn't stop. The picks don't stop, and that's why I'm here for you, to bring you some information. Uh, first and foremost, I do want to start getting uh, more and more different sports out there so look for me maybe in the coming weeks start really touching on NBA more or maybe just giving you a quick five minute daily NBA picks of the day um, if you're interested in that anyone wants to reach out and work with me on that or if you just want info on that comments anything please let me know um, another thing that starts next week is college basketball champions classic um, go Duke by the way I'm so excited for that Love college basketball. It's really the best time of year. Football, basketball taking off. And congratulations to the Washington Nationals. I'm shocked they took it down, but they did. Taking down the Astros in seven, winning four away games to win the World Series. Now, with that being said, without further ado, I'd like to go ahead and jump in to the NFL Week 9 picks that we have. I'm actually going to break down every game. And I do have Preston's picks here that I'll go over at the end. And then, of course, we have our parlay of the week, our teaser of the week, and, of course, our pick of the week. So stay tuned for all of that. The first game that I want to cover, um, after, of course, Thursday night's game, which has already happened, um, you know, I was really disappointed in San Francisco for not covering that game. They were a 10-point favorite. Going into the you know middle of the third, start of the fourth quarter, they had a double-digit lead, and they were cruising with ease. I really felt like they took their foot off the gas. And then the uh, the Cardinals against the 49ers threw that 88-yard pass that was just a complete debacle, and they ended up covering. Um, the over happened as well. I think San Francisco should have easily covered this game. Um, luckily, we didn't give you any information on it, but they should have won by a lot more, in my opinion, just because of you know their talent is so much superior, and I really feel like they took their foot off the gas. So we're going to go ahead and now start – with all of the Sunday games, and then, of course, Monday night football. 
Okay, I hope you're waking up early Sunday morning. Daylight savings time does take effect here in Central Time Zone, so you will get that extra hour of sleep. And the good news is with that extra hour of sleep, or if you wake up early, you're not going to get that extra hour of sleep. Your internal clock's going off. We've got a fun AFC South matchup in London, 8.30 Central Time kickoff. The Houston Texans are one-and-a-half-point favorites, taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars and Gardner Minshew's mustache. So the Texans are really an odd team to me. I feel like they're a very loaded team. They have tons of talent on both sides of the ball. And I feel like they just play a lot of really, really close games. Um, overall, I like the Texans to win this game. But like I've, like I've said, the spread is so low, it's in London. And I feel like more than anything, the Texans have really just been kind of a surprise. You know, one, one game, you know, they take out the Kansas City Chiefs with um, Patrick Mahomes, the next game, they, you know, play it close to the vest with several teams and barely squeak it out. Last week, for example, against Oakland. Um, the over-under 46 and a half. Uh, to be honest, you know, I kind of like the over in this game and I kind of like the Texans. Uh, Preston, it is one of his picks taking the Texans minus one and a half. And like I said, we'll get to those later in the show. Uh, I, I think there's going to be a lot of offense going in this game. Uh, look for DeAndre Hopkins, I think, to really have a breakout game. I'm going to go ahead and say at least seven receptions, over 100 yards, and I think he finds the end zone at least one time. Uh, on the other side of the ball, I really like what Minshew's doing. He's uh, you know, coming along perfectly fine and, and doing well. And so I, I really like this to be a very back-and-forth game, especially in London. Uh, you you kind of never know what you're going to get in London. Um, you know, sometimes you you get some crazy stuff and uh, different things like that. But but overall, um, I, I think it's definitely going to be a really good game. Uh, and I think it's going to be a fun start to the, the Sunday of football. We're going to go ahead and now transition over to the Washington Redskins, plus nine at the Buffalo Bills. Um, Dwayne Haskins' era may be upon us. He is starting the game, and so far, Dwayne has not looked hot. To be honest, I really don't like him starting this game. Uh, the Bills' defense was a little suspect against Carson Wentz last week. With that being said, Haskins has just not looked impressive. I don't think he's not the answer, though. I think he is the answer for the future. I just think this is maybe a really bad game for him to roll out at Buffalo. But the spread is nine. The only concern I have with this spread is... It's just I feel like Buffalo sometimes has trouble scoring. Uh, last week, they did put up some points. A lot of those were garbage after Philly had really poured it on to them. Over under of 36 and a half is just putrid as can be. When it's this low, I don't like to touch it. But it's almost like it's screaming at us to take the under. Uh, the spread of nine, you know, I don't think the Redskins are... As horrible as, say, the Dolphins, I think the Redskins could definitely make it a close game. Uh, so I like maybe not touching either sides of this. I think it's just going to be a really boring, ugly game, and I maybe just tend to stay completely away from it. Uh, the next game on the slate, Tennessee Titans, after back-to-back -back wins, are three-and-a-half-point underdogs, going to the Carolina Panthers. Over-under is 42-and-a-half. Uh, Ryan Tannehill actually looks... Pretty good, you know, compared to Marcus Mariota, in my opinion. He's really getting the ball involved to a lot of different receivers, as well as John U. Smith. Um, and I think the Titans got a little bit of an upgrade. Call me crazy. Um, 
the Panthers, you know, their, their defense is coming along right where you need it to be. Um, their quarterback is still staying in, even though Cam Newton is now seeing a, a foot specialist. So it's definitely something to monitor. I think Cam may be done the whole way. And, and with that being said, you know, I don't think the Panthers are more than an 8-8 eight and eight team. Kind of think that with the Titans. But I do think this will be a close game. The three and, the, three and a half spread really has me conscious here, where I'm a little iffy. It wouldn't surprise me if it's a three-point game. But it also wouldn't surprise me if the Panthers beat them by double digits. Uh, the Panthers are just one of those really tricky teams that I tend to stay away from pretty much at all times. The over-under of 42.5, both of them have good defenses on paper. Uh, they've shown good D, so it wouldn't surprise me if this went under. But overall, I, I really like just staying away from this game as well. Um, I, I don't think there's a lot to gain in this game. Next on the slate, the Chicago Bears, four and a half point underdogs traveling to the Philadelphia uh, Philadelphia Eagles over under a 42. Uh, Philly is starting to get their groove back, I think. They had a players meeting about 10 days ago prior to their game at Buffalo. Uh, and I think they're really going to start taking and making headways on that offense. Um, the line has looked pretty putrid, but Wentz has, has stayed in there, stayed the course. I really like Carson Wentz a lot. This game is truly going to challenge him with the Bears' front line and how bad the offensive line has looked. But if they can beat that D-line just a few plays, I really like Philly to pour it on. Trubisky has just looked horrible. Uh, I mean, just the, the play calling as well, I think, from Matt Nagy, where last year we considered him a genius. Um, it looks terrible. Um, they're not running the ball a lot, and they finally did last week with David Montgomery, but... I don't like anything about this game too much either, to be honest. Um, I would maybe, you know, lean toward Philadelphia just because they're at home, just because the way that they're really turning it around. And I think the Bears are going in the wrong direction. Um, but, you know, the, the Bears do have Khalil Mack. Um, they do have a very talented defense. And that's not something you want to snooze on, especially the way this Philadelphia O-line has looked. But this is another game I'm probably just steering away from in every facet completely. It wouldn't shock me if Trubisky can't beat this bad Eagles secondary that I think is starting to get a little bit better, get a little bit healthier as well. Um, but like I said, I don't really like touching much of anything in this game whatsoever. Next up, my Minnesota Vikings, as Lizzo would say, takes on the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Patrick Mahomes, I think... Everything is going to say he's not playing this game. He's wanting to play it. They're maybe throwing a doubtful questionable tag on him. Maybe he'll suit up. Everything I've seen, though, it just doesn't make sense to will him out there. They still have a good record. Still doing fine on their division. The Vikings, from a lot of these lines are down for the Vikings where there's not even a spread. One I did find, the Vikings were two-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, as you can see, though, uh, Matt Moore did final Kansas City last week against Green Bay. Uh, it was a really close game until the very end. So I think this is going to be an exciting game. I don't have an over-under on this game, but I do think it's going to be a very exciting game. Look for Dalvin Cook just to flourish in this game, but I also think Stephon Diggs really blooms here. Uh, Thielen, I, I think, is going to go uh, from his injury. If he doesn't, that just leaves me more reason to think Diggs is going to shine. But with that being said, I think it's going to be an exciting, fun offensive game to watch. Hopefully my team, the Vikings, come through, do really well, and um, you know, really take it to them. But I think it's going to be a fun game. But in regards to any kind of betting, any kind of spread, 
it's just it's so up in the air. Kansas City really uh, impressed me with, with Matt Moore and their decision-making last week against the Packers. Next game on the list, we have the Jets at the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins, three-and-a-half-point underdogs at home, over under 42-and-a-half. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think this is a Darnold get-right game. I think it's going to be a get-right game for the whole Jets team. Um, Coach Butthead, a.k.a. Adam Gase, earlier this week during the trade deadline was shopping Lev Bell, shopping the whole damn team, and that's just not really good for the locker room. Now, from everything that I've read and seen, he's really went out, they've mended the fences, they've talked these things out, done everything, and went over everything. That does worry me a little bit, though, with how he handled the whole locker room in that situation. Overall, I do love the Jets in this game, and I like them to cover. Over-under, I'm a little iffy on, just because we saw, you know, the Dolphins put up 14 in the first quarter on Monday night against the Steelers, and then they didn't score again. So, you know, the, the Dolphins are just a really bad team. That's, there's, there's nothing else I can say about that. Um, and the Jets, I think they're, they have a really easy, beneficial schedule coming up. So definitely really look at the, uh, the Jets here coming up to maybe take advantage of some of those matchups. Lastly, on the noon slate, we have the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. This game has been moving from a pick'em Colts a one-point favorite, back and forth, over under a 42-and-a-half. So I really, really like the Colts in this game. I, I think the, uh, the Colts are the better team. They're overall better in every way. I still don't think the Steelers are as good as everyone's kind of liking them, even though the record's not that great. Um, I really like the Colts in this game. I don't think I have to dive in too much to it. Mason Rudolph did not look good in Monday Night Football this past week. And the Colts have a much better defense than the Dolphins. Over under of uh, 42 and a half as well on this game. It's so, so iffy on that over under. I actually maybe lean more toward the under. But it's right there in that sweet spot where I think it could go either way. Uh, but I definitely like the Colts a ton in this game. Now before we go on to the afternoon Sunday games. Preston, has, as always, has his parenting tip of the week, and I want to bring that to you guys. And Preston's parenting tip of, week, of the week is this. Get your kids vaccinated. Don't be an asshole. That's Preston's parenting tip of the week. And a new segment we're going to be bringing to you. I'm going to bring you some new music that I really like. My music tastes are probably different than many other people's. But I've really been lately on Rex Orange County. I love Rex Orange County. He's an English crooner, is like what I like to say. Very, very good music. Come out with a new album about two weeks ago. You should really check it out. I think it's great music. As always, I love the 1975. They came out with a new song for the new album coming out in February as well. They're also English. Pharrell State of Mind is the song. I love the 1975. I pretty much just I love a lot of English music. But if I'm going to give you any kind of advice... Really tap into Rex Orange County and, of course, the 1975 if you heard of them. If you haven't, just check them out. Tell me what you think. Give me some ideas of what to listen to. I have a very wide variety of music taste. But just wanted to spice it up a little bit and give you some of that information of where I am throughout the week when I'm making, picking stuff, what I'm listening to, Mind State, and everything else. Let's get back to the picks here. So our first afternoon, uh, our first late afternoon game 
The Detroit Lions, two-and-a-half-point underdogs, travel to Oakland to take on the Raiders. John Gruden's bold cut over under a 50. Um, you know, the Raiders have been kind of odd to me this year. They're so up and down. They're kind of shocking. They look really good, then they look really bad. Um, Darren Waller, man, let's give it up to this guy. Uh, he's just he's a great safety blanket for Carr, which I don't think Carr's anything average or better whatsoever. I think he's just average. But Waller's just such a big body, perfect blanket target for him. And, you know, shout out to the guy. You know, he was dependent on drugs, went to rehab, got cleaned up his act, comes to Oakland, and two weeks ago signs a, I want to say a three-year, $29 million deal or $24 million deal. So it's great to hear that. Usually I'm not one for the, hey, good job story, but it's awesome. And he's a really a hell of a player, too. Uh, I think he's a really big, um, you know, positive in their offense. And Tyrell Williams actually looks like a wide receiver one on that team. Uh, so Oakland's offense is grinding pretty good. Overall, though, Preston is leaning toward the Lions here. Um, I, I kind of lean toward the over of 50, but I think it actually will be a pretty fun game to watch. Never thought I'd say that, but say that about the Lions and the Raiders. But I actually think it'll be a pretty, pretty fun game to watch. So next up, we're gonna have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, five-point underdogs. Going to Seattle. Going to Seattle to play the Seahawks. Over under 52 and a half. Uh, the Seahawks just claimed Josh Gordon, Flash Gordon, off waivers yesterday. So I don't think he'll be playing. But man, what an asset for Seattle if he pans out. They've already kind of got Medcalf as this big body receiver that we really haven't seen explode too much, but on several different plays. And you also have Lockett that can take the top off too, as well as be a good possession receiver. And now you're adding Josh Gordon to that with Chris Carson. And, of course, who can deny Russell Wilson's MVP chances right now, how they've looked. Um, I really like Seattle in this game. Um, just I think it's a hard travel game on Tampa Bay, and, and Tampa has kind of looked blah. I don't know if I would touch it necessarily because it's five. Uh, but I do lean toward taking that game. It's not one of my picks. But it's really hard for me to go against Seattle against a very defense that you can score on when they're at home. Uh, unfortunately, our next game, our good friend Joe Flacco, good friend my ass, I mean. His Broncos are four-point underdogs at home against the Cleveland Fire Freddy Kitchens question mark Browns. Uh, Joe Flacco has the Peyton Manning neck injury, I believe, or... Just a neck injury. He's a bobblehead, we'll say at this point. Over under a 39, take that under. Just just run with it and take the under, I think. This is going to be a horrible game. The Browns have looked so bad, in my opinion. Um, and I think they have such a talented roster. Sadly enough, I, I think even if it's not his fault, maybe it's time to get rid of Freddie. Um, just something to change up the culture, change up the locker room, to change up everything. Um, they have just looked so unimpressive, in my opinion. Uh, granted, I was probably on them a little too hard. Um, but I do like them to win this game, and I like them to cover this game. I'm really interested to see if they load the box against Phillip Lindsay, and if they bring a lot of pressure on the young quarterback to really see what happens there. So, in my opinion, I think it's smart to, to load the box They've shipped out Emmanuel Sanders. Cortland Sutton's the guy, but 
man, he, he's he's going to probably get blanket coverage a lot and not really be able to do much, in my opinion, even though he's been pretty successful. Um, but I, I lean toward the Browns here. I just think it's going to be an ugly, ugly game. So our last game before our night games, we have the Packers who are rolling three-and-a-half-point favorites at the San Diego Unsuperchargers, over under 49-and-a-half. Um, I, I think me and Preston are kind of in agreement here that we love the Packers in this game. Three-and-a-half is a little too low, and that line could have moved by now as well a little bit. But I, I think the Packers just look spot on, and I hate that because I'm a Vikings fan. We're in the same division and I hate when I see the Packers do good, but they're rolling. They look excellent. And I think they're going to continue to roll here, even though they're at San Diego. Uh, Over-under scares me a little bit, just how much it is, 49.5. But it definitely would not surprise me uh, if that game went over. Um, so I definitely say I lean toward Green Bay. Devontae Adams, he is a game-time decision. I'd love to see Devontae get back out there and really start ripping it up. I think if he's not out there, a quick DFS or fantasy um, choice for you here, that Devontae Adams can't go again. I really like leaning toward Aaron Jones one more week. I think he's really taking a lot of those reps Devontae Adams will get in the past game, and you can see he's been blowing up. Also, I may lean toward trading Aaron Jones in a fantasy league right away. Even though he's been killing it, you know Devontae Adams is going to come in there and probably steal a few from him. It's just inevitable. Inevitable. Sorry, guys. Tongue-tied. Devontae Adams is just too damn good, and I think he's going to take some away from him. So that covers all of our Sunday afternoon games. We're now going to transition over to our nightly games here. So Sunday night football. I actually think this is going to be a good one here. The Patriots are three-point favorites. Going to Baltimore, over under a 45. Uh, I like the under in this game, but I also like not touching it. I think it could just be really close, and it's just not worth it. Um, but I really actually still like the Patriots. I think the Patriots find a way to get it done. They contain Lamar. They may even give up him running to not allow anything else really to happen. And I think Tom Brady is going to pick the team apart like he kind of always does. But Baltimore, through the years, has given New England fits. So could this be the week New England goes down? I'm not saying it's not possible for sure. But I think overall, I still like betting on the Patriots minus three. I maybe wouldn't mind buying a half a point here and maybe getting the Patriots two and a half. Or even teasing that. But that's something we can get to here shortly and kind of look at that. But overall, I still do like the Patriots. But it's nice they're finally going to get a challenge the first time this whole year to see what happens there so to round it out we got our monday night football the dallas cowboys coming off a very impressive win two weeks ago over the the eagles prior to their bye and they're going to go to the new york giants and take on uh, daniel jones seven point cowboys favorites over under 48 um you know it's a rivalry game everything says the cowboys should cover this game with ease I'm staying away from it. I, I just don't I don't like it. And I, I maybe like the Giants to squeeze in a backdoor cover or maybe even squeeze in an upset and make this a really close game. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me in any way whatsoever. Uh, but that's just my, my opinion on it. I, I stay away from the game unless you're wanting to maybe throw a little, little dice down just to feel wild. 
So that covers all of our games for week nine. Now we will get into a new segment of the show called Nick's Shows He Recommends for You. So shows I recommend, of course, my top three, I'm probably never going to touch them a lot. Uh, Top three, uh, number three coming in, shows ever, Breaking Bad. Number two coming in, Game of Thrones. Number one coming in is The Wire. Um, Check those out. Those are my favorite shows ever. Uh, I love them. I I think they're so incredibly well acted, incredibly well written. They're just incredible, incredible shows that to me will probably stand the test of time through decades. And anyone that's seen them, it's very rare that I hear someone say that they're not incredible shows. But I like to kind of give um, some shows that maybe are not so heard of or not as popular as these certain categories a chance or something that I'm currently watching. Um, I've actually been watching the show Power on Stars. I'm nearly caught up. I'm on the, the final season that's airing now. Um, and at first, I thought it was really good. Then it was kind of stagnant. And then it kind of really took off. Uh, and it got really realistic. So I actually think it's a really good show. Uh, I'd probably give it, you know, a B plus, A minus. I think it does have good acting. There's parts where I think acting is a little weak. But I think it's maybe characters that hadn't had a big role. And you can see them progress within the show. Uh, it's maybe a little far-fetched in certain things with, you know, crime and punishment. But overall, I actually think it is a really good show on stars. It is TVMA, so I don't recommend watching it with the kids. Uh, but it's a very, you know, a very, very good show. And I'm going to try to cover a show that I have watched in the past or something I actually do want to see uh, in the future every week. So definitely check out Power on Stars. So now what you've all been waiting for, I'm going to go ahead and get into our picks of the week. So Preston's picks, he had the Texans minus one and a half. He had the Lions plus two and a half and the Packers minus three and a half. My picks, I had the Colts straight up or that Colts minus one. I had the Texans over 46 and a half and the Patriots minus three. So my favorite parlay of the week is going to be the taking the Texans, it's going to be taking the Packers, and it's going to be taking the Patriots. Now my favorite teaser of the week, buying points and getting the Jets plus two and a half, and buying points and getting the Packers plus two and a half. I really, really love that bet there. Love the teaser. Lastly... Before I give you my pick, my lock-in, my bread-and-butter pick of the week, I want to give you my upset of the alert week pick. I told you I probably wouldn't bet on this game, but if you're feeling like rolling the dice, I don't think the Giants are a good team, but everybody's coming back healthy. Dallas coming off the bye maybe a little stagnant. Will the Giants maybe upset them? I still don't think the Cowboys are as good as everyone's thinking and as good as they look against Philly. So I do still anticipate the Giants to lose. Wouldn't surprise me if they cover. Wouldn't surprise me at home. Something crazy happens. Saquon rips off a big one, and they uh, maybe pull an upset. Now, our pick of the week, put your money on it. Uh, it's no surprise here. They're 7-1. They're on fire right now. 
Green Bay Packers, what's not to love about them? LaFleur's got the offense. Looking great passing and running. The defense, some of the best Green Bay defense we've seen in years. As much as it pains my soul, look toward the Packers as being a lock of the week. Put your money on the Packers. So with that being said, it's another week in the books, guys. It's been a pleasure. Hope you're listening to this. I know I'm giving you a short window between Saturday evening and Sunday morning to get these bets in. But I do want to wish you a happy Sunday, happy Daylight Savings Day. You know, it's beautiful weather out there. Like I've said before, light a candle, make some chili, you know, curl up, watch some football, relax. It's the best time of year to do that. And just enjoy yourself, have fun, bet responsibly, and we will see you soon. Thanks, guys.